Welcome to the Fear and Greed Afternoon Report for Friday, the 29th of July, 2022, the last trading day of the month. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon, we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Let's jump into it. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 rallied 0.8% today to close at a seven-week high of 6,945 points. For July, it rose 5.7%, ending three months of declines. It was a pretty solid day with the real estate groups, utility companies and tech stocks outperforming. Healthcare was the only sub-index that went backwards. Shares in Origin Energy jumped 4% after it said its quarterly revenue from its stake in the Australia Pacific LNG project more than doubled for the year to the end of June. The share price of Burns treatment group Polynovo jumped nearly 9% after the appointment of a senior Johnson & Johnson leader to the role of CEO. Lake Resources provided upbeat earnings news and its share price rose 4.5%, but gaming group PointsBet's share price fell 11% after providing its quarterly update. Iron Ore's rally came to a halt with traders disappointed there hasn't been more signals from Beijing about supporting the property market in China. As a result, Fortescue Metal's share price ended down 2%. Plenty going on in bond markets. Yields on Australian government bonds fell to their lowest level in three months today. Investors fear a recession, particularly after US data out overnight. And they're buying bonds. When there's demand for bonds, prices go up and the return or yield on the fixed coupon investment falls. Story number two, Star Casino said the cost of its new casino at Queen's Wharf in Brisbane has blown out and the opening will be delayed by up to half a year. Star blamed higher material costs, COVID-19, and unusually high rainfall for the 10% jump in costs. The so-called integrated resort on the Brisbane River will replace its current treasury venue. The company still faces a potential probe by the Queensland government into its operations. There was some good news, though. It said revenue is recovering because its gaming floors are open without restrictions. And for the last financial year, turnover is expected to come in at about $1.53 billion. Story number three. It is very difficult to understand what is going on at Buy Now Pay Later Group CESL. It gave an upbeat assessment of its future today. The company said it had shifted from focusing on growth to focusing on profitability, and the company should be making money by the end of the year. Last quarter, total revenue and sales were up, and the number of active merchants reached 47,600. That sent its share price up 20% today. That's after a massive rise the previous couple of days, and then it went into freefall to finish the day down 19%. For the week, it's up nearly 200%. Very, very unusual. And as an aside, competitor Zipco has been flying all week. Not today, it tumbled 25%. Story number four, nothing like a bit of voyeurism on a Friday afternoon. The Financial Review released its list of richest bosses this morning, and no surprise, Andrew Forrest topped the rankings. The value of his stake in Fortescue Metals is more than 20 billion dollars. Now, he does have another $10 billion or so in assets, but this list looks at ownership of companies people work in. Next in line is WiseTech Global CEO Richard White. He's had quite a ride with WiseTech's share price doubling in the final six months of 2021 and then falling 40% this year before jumping again in recent weeks. There you go. His stake in the logistics software business is now worth $4.7 billion. Harvey Norman Executive Chair Jerry Harvey is third at $1.5 billion, followed by NetWealth Co-CEO Michael Hine at about $1.3 billion. 
And story number five, figures overnight showed that the US economy shrank at an annual pace of 0.9% during the three months to the end of June. The gross domestic product of the world's biggest economy fell at a 1.6% annualised clip the previous three months. So that's six months of going backwards. In many economies, that would signify a recession not in the US. It was a complicated set of numbers because exports did really well in the June quarter, but inventories fell back in part because companies just couldn't get products, things like motor vehicles, into their warehouses. That detracted from growth. Now, the National Bureau of Economic Research is the official arbiter of recessions in the US. Thus far, it hasn't declared one. Hard to do so when employment is so strong. Anyway, we'll wait and see. That's it for the afternoon report for Friday, the 29th of July, 2022. Michael Thompson, Adam Lang and I will be back tomorrow morning for the weekend edition of Fear and Greed. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your evening.